0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go.
1: You know what my wife tells me? What? Size doesn't matter. And now I believe that's true because of Nils Hoaglander and Connor Garland, the little guys, getting it done for your Vancouver Canucks. And we're going to get this episode of Locked On Canucks going right now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, 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 what's going on, Vancouver Canucks fans? Happy Friday and welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer, part-time credential media member, and your co-host here of Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into the show, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It is your team Every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up on today's episode, I love these episodes, man. When we shout out the little guys, and you know what? Uh, they deserve it after last night. Uh, Nils Hoglander and Connor <laughs> Garland both played fantastic games for your Vancouver Canucks also a barrage of other things to get into. So in the second segment, we're going to get to Trevor's notes presented by Kyle and also going to touch on uh, in the final segment, our pregame prophecy for this, uh, upcoming weekend matchup between the Vancouver Canucks and the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, but before we do that, something even more important, the Canucks Saturday night's game on Hockey Night in Canada is me introducing my co-host, the pride of Surrey, British Columbia, hey. and Ember Creek secondary, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother?
0: I like it, man. Shout out to Ember Creek, man. Trying to throw that high school reunion next week, okay? Trying to make it happen. Round two, Ooh. let's do it. Let's do it, man. Hey, I'm excited for today's episode because... I love the relatability, okay? When we talk about size not mattering, I've had to deal with that statement for, I'd say, 15 years of my life, you know? My, my whole life in general, but if you really break it down, why it's mattered and when I started using my size or starting, you know, not to be so private with it was, yeah, 15 years ago. And, uh, yeah, size doesn't matter, man. It's all about confidence. And these two players that we're really going to dive into, Hoaglander and Garland, are... So confident, so cocky, so arrogant in the way that they play. They're so relentless, and all season long, I feel as if they've just been drivers five on five. For real. Hey, speaking of drivers, again, my name Kyle Dallin, that's Trevor Beggs, and uh, yeah, man, go us go. Feeling good, feeling good. Begsy, get into it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I want to touch on Nils Hoglander first and foremost because, you know, as good of a game as Connor Garland had, it was Nils Hoglander who, to me, really stood out last night. And, you know, obviously, he got an increased spot in the lineup. It was uh, his second game in a row playing with Miller and Besser. He played a season-high 15-45 (laughs) of ice time. Um, And, you know, he scored a goal, obviously. But after the game, Rick Tockett, you know, typical coach speak, did not want to talk about his offensive performance. He wanted to talk about his defensive game, which is a huge, huge step for Nils Hoglander. when you think about, you know, what this guy's been through. Travis Green... Bruce Boudreau, Rick Talkett. This guy's been through three coaches, not to mention two AHL coaches as well. Five coaches since coming to North America. Yeah. And um, yeah, this guy, uh, again, you know, the offensive creativity is so clear with Hooglander. Uh When the puck is on his stick, he is one of the most creative players. Not only on your Vancouver Canucks, but I think he's in the upper echelon in terms of creative playmakers in this league. Whoa! And um, you really think that? I think that's that's
0: that's insane. I think that's, it's, that's a bold statement, but you know you've been to the rink multiple times and just watching it from afar, I see the intensity. I see his his board battle rate always going towards him winning it for real. He's so smart with the puck. He puts it in positions along the boards where he can squeak in and get it, and again continue the play going. But for you to say that he's Showing you that he's slowly, you know, showcasing his skills and putting himself in an upper echelon is—I wouldn't say completely surprising—because I feel like that part of his game is super untapped still. But again, it's—it's it's making me a little—it's uh, making my little guy get a little hard. I'm not gonna lie, man. When you talk like that, for Woo. real.
1: There we go. That's that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a Friday talk right there, baby. Um, it's interesting. I think that's an interesting statement because you knows Leonard does not pop the assists. You know, look at it. He has nine goals, three assists on the season. So when I talk about his creativity, it's not necessarily setting up guys for uh, for goals, but when the puck is on his stick, the way he tries to dangle to get out of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other little guy in the Canucks too, Connor Garland, actually does a lot of the same things. Um, but I think Nils Hoglander, that part of his game is becoming more and more pronounced at both ends of the ice. Um, I, I do think he is, again, with the puck on his stick, just, just so damn creative. Uh, even if it doesn't lead to assists, um, but just a smart player. Even the goalie scored last night, waiting until the yeah. exact moment where Zadorov was screening the goaltender. Um, you know, he looked off to JT Miller. He fooled fooled Gus, Gustafsson a bit there. Yeah, um, there's just so many little things he does well with the puck on his stick. Um, but again, that part of his game's always been there. It's the other part of his game, the physicality, the being able to match up with a guy like Kirill Kaprizov, which he did pretty well last night. And Rick Talkett complimented him for that. Um, the way he battled against Kirill Kaprizov, who He's much like Hugliner in the sense that Kirill Kaprizov stands at about 5'10. That's the same listed, or Hugliner's listed at 5'9, uh, but they're both stocky guys. Kirill Kaprizov, I think, is listed at two, over 200 pounds, though. I know Hugliner are 190. Um, but again, the battle level in the defensive zone is big. And, you know, I think the truth behind why Hugliner has now thrived with the Vancouver Canucks this season is because of those lessons he learned in the AHL last year. Uh, so Here's a quote from Hoaglander, courtesy of Sportsnet back in September, uh, when asked about you know what he learned down in the AHL, and he said, "quote uh, he has a lot of confidence, a lot better puck management. Uh, Hoglander said, when I have the puck in different situations, I know what I've got to do with it. He went on to say, I want to play more physical, win some puck battles, and I know I can play physical. I think that can bring that to the game. I feel a lot of confidence out there, uh, and I think it's from last year being good in the AHL playoffs. Down there, I built up a lot of confidence. Now, if you watch the AHL playoffs last year, in my opinion, it was Hoaglander was the best. Abbotsford go on the ice. He showcased that physicality. He showcased his ability to get in the scoring areas on the ice. Uh, he showcased a 200-foot game. Those things were not things we saw with rookie Nils Hooglander, uh, despite the fact that he was posting those crazy, insane numbers. So I'm saying it right now, I think Nils Hooglander is here to stay, stay as a top six forward. This isn't just a guy who I think is going to play fourth minutes for this team. And there's ebbs and flows. He's not going to be on necessarily a heater forever. But I think he's got enough tools to be a top six player at the NHL forward. I think we're seeing it happen in front of our eyes right now.
0: Or maybe he will be on a quote-unquote heater forever slash be able to produce offense on a consistent rate over the next 50-plus games because he's going to be playing in that top six. And whether that be with Besser or Miller or even Patterson at one point, for real. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great thing for the Vancouver Canucks, even though I think seven days ago, nine days ago, we talked about how this team may benefit a lot from having another play driver on a separate line, like having Hoaglander on the fourth line, another uh, another five-on-five instance where, again, the line for your Vancouver Canucks is in the offensive zone, it may benefit spreading it out but if you're getting this level of dynamic play from hoaglander and his again his ability to just win battles man in the offensive zone behind the net this guy is too shifty and really really strong man i wonder how much this guy's deadlifted straight up and right now there is some uh i wouldn't say like flawed play but pretty boring play in the top six and there needs to be a spark there needs to be a uh and you found chemistry within the top two lines, and maybe Hoaglander can help that Besser and Miller combination take their game to the next level. And that makes a lot of sense because we talked about him winning puck battles, and him doing that will allow Miller to have the puck more on his stick in the offensive zone. All in all, just super impressed, man. You know, again, I said it earlier, untapped potential offensively. We haven't seen anything yet. Go look at this guy's highlights when he was over in Sweden. There was a reason why he was a second-round pick. It wasn't because of his work rate, you know what I'm saying? It was that skill. That's Gil. It was really, really good. Really, really elite. He scored some unbelievable goals. This all being said, I'll say this, man. The fact that this guy has an edge to him that a lot of players don't have on this team, he's a pest. He knows how to lay the body. He's he's done it a couple times already this season. He probably had one of the best hits of the year already this season against Seattle and Tanev. For real. Uh, that's the bonus. And that's what makes this guy an X-factor for your Vancouver Canucks. And uh, we... We talk about this team and the quote-unquote mediocrity that they're kind of swimming in, 7-7 seven and seven over the last 14 games. Uh, maybe not getting the most production out of Pedersen and uh, and company, uh, but man, oh man, at least the floor continues to be raised. And Hoaglander is a part of that because when we're talking about this team finding success, even early on in October and mid-November and whatnot, we're really, you know... Loving, stroking off the top six guys, or, you know, Hughes and horonic you know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about those guys, and now, those guys are kind of not at the same level, but to see what the depth is doing with Hoaglander and Garland, I know Garland's not producing the points, but all in all, five on five is really good, and when Begsy talks about, you know, when he talks about having me calm down, because what, two days ago... I pretty much got suspended for an episode because I was so depressing, for real. That's why I wasn't there yesterday. You guys didn't deserve my negative energy, okay? Uh, you know, I was, I was literally <laughs> taking a walk along the bridge, for real. I was in a dark place. But you said you need to focus on the bigger picture. We're not here to win games in December and have it all together. Like, we got to do the right things for the bigger picture, a.k.a. play meaningful games in April and May. Dude, Hoaglander, X-Factor type of players, we've seen it in the past in the playoffs, is one of those guys, your Vancouver Canucks, could really lean on when, again, the games matter.
1: Yeah, 100%. And uh, I just want to shout out Jeremy Colleton quick because he had a quote from uh, last off season two, and he said, quote, it's always a shock to the system uh, when you get demoted to the AHL. He said, Hulk Leonard has played a lot of NHL games without playing in the NH- AHL, so that was an adjustment. But to his credit, I thought he really dug in and was, will- and was willing to take feedback. His play in the playoffs was really a big step for him. Just how hard he played and that game will transfer to the NHL, in my opinion. Ooh. And Jeremy Collington was bang on. It is transferring to the NHL. And not only that, I think Niels Hoglander's game is going to transfer to the NHL playoffs, baby, with the Canucks are in the dance hey. in April. Let's go. Look
0: at the record, uh, man. Look at the record, man. Look at the record. I'm feeling a little better. You know, 17, 9, and 1. That's the record right now. Again, you know, uh, floating a lot over 500. Big game tomorrow. A big reason why we found success again is because of Niels Hoglander's performance uh, yesterday. And just more props to him in general, man. Uh, Some players don't take the demotion well. He did. He also got demoted somewhat this season. You know, he was a healthy scratch multiple times, if I'm correct. He just kept it going, man. And the fact that he was able to do it, quote-unquote, alone, you know what I'm talking about? Like being on that fourth line with Lafferty. Lafferty's a good player. But you know what I'm saying? He just had to kind of find his own way and prove his point. And I don't know if he's going to let go of this opportunity. I don't think it's, uh, especially with Kuzmenko not having the season that he's having, I think we need a Hoaglander, another dynamic skill player, to really just stay there in the top six forever.
1: Yeah, and he's helping this team win games right now. Leading the Canucks with nine even strength goals what? of the season, help helping the Canucks. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Hoglander has not even strength goals. Makai has eight. Besser Hughes are tied with seven. Uh, those are your your leaders right now in terms of even strength goals for the Canucks. Uh, but he's helped the Canucks get the fifth best record in the league so far this season, their eighth overall point percentage, and their first overall with 16 regulation wins. Uh, there's a couple other guys, obviously, other than Hoaglander helping up the cause. We're going to talk about those guys in Trevor's Notes, presented by Kyle. Before we get to that, I got to shout out eBay Motors, because passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from from your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to to turn your rust bucket into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only exclusive by eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers.
0: Okay, okay, you're back on this conversation about your Vancouver Canucks, aka Locked On Canucks, aka the place that gives you that West Coast bias and only that West Coast bias. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Bags, And, hey, you know what? I got to call myself out again, okay? I just said, you know, this is the show that gives you the West Coast buys, And there I was a couple of days ago in a dark spot. In a dark spot. But you walked me off the cliff for real. And uh, I think somebody commented, like, no, I think the quote is talk. Talk you off the ledge. No, you literally held my hand and walked me off the ledge. And it's about the bigger picture. And the depth of the Vancouver Canucks allows the bigger picture to be possible. Because all good teams are bigger than their than their, than their stars, for real. And I think when the Canucks get out of this mediocrity, and it'll, it'll start tomorrow, we're winning back-to-back games. I'm calling it right now, for real. But when we look back at this stretch at the end of the season, like, oh, remember that time when they were quote-unquote struggling, like they were just swimming over 500. Maybe this was a blessing in disguise because the depth was allowed to shine for your Vancouver Canucks.
1: Yeah, the depth is doing its thing. And let's shout out the depth, okay, in Trevor's Notes, presented by Kyle.
0: Okay, first up on Trevor's notes, we got Garland thriving. Now, before you talk about the good, I want to talk about the quote-unquote bad. Because on Twitter a couple days ago, I noticed that a lot of people wanted Garland gone again. And it's because of the overall point production. And that's what Twitter does, man. Again, after we lost to the devils, I downloaded Twitter on my phone. I deleted it right away. But I needed to, I needed to cope. I needed some relatability. I needed some friends, okay? I want to swim in the negativity with other people. And I saw it. When I went there, and again, there were poll questions regarding Garland's production, and it kind of confused me because he's going to get it. I think if you're a wise hockey man and you're watching the game the right way, you've seen how this guy's played all season long. It's just the truth. He's been doing it in the offensive zone. He's going to start catching breaks. we got to hold on to him because he is, if you take in all the games, how much have we played, 26, 27 games? He's probably been our most consistent five-on-five forward all season.
1: Yeah, and I think it just goes so much further than, you know, the point production. Because, yeah, the point production is not yeah. there. This guy is not really putting up a lot of offense right now. Although, it was a sick feed that he made to Teddy Bluger Ooh. to set up the insurance marker last night. That was a... You know, Garland's been showcasing that, though. I mean, again, that line just so seldom plays in the defensive zone. They've been so solid uh, when that Joshua Garland and Bluger slash line is on the ice. They're heavily out shooting the opposition. Again, never in the defensive zone, almost always in the offense on the, in the offensive zone, and we saw that last night. I mean, by far that line was the most consistent line for the Canucks against Minnesota, uh, as well as Hoglander played uh, Miller and, and Besser. That line did have a couple instances again, tough matchup where they were kind of hemmed in a bit, uh, but Garland's line has all season long been up there. And you know, part of it too is just Garland. You know, the puck luck hasn't necessarily gone his way. Like you want to look at this, okay? glider leads the Canucks with nine even strength goals. He's done that on thirty one shots. Uh, Garland has two goals on 52 shots. So we've got <laughs> over 20 shots more than Hoaglander uh, at uh, at even strength. Now, if you go to scoring chances, it's a little bit more even. High-danger scoring chances, Hoaglander's slightly ahead of Garland, but they're basically even. Um, so I, I think Gar- Garland suffered from a bit of bad puck luck, but it doesn't really matter. This isn't just about this team needing stars to, to produce, and I think Garland's obviously drawing the ire of fans because some of the other secondary guys are producing, but in this season right now, again, the bar is being raised in Vancouver uh, before our very eyes right now. This is not just about being a wildcard team. This is not just about sneaking into the playoffs. This is about getting into the playoffs and making some noise. And having a third line like Garland, Joshua, and Bluger Suter playing the way they are is a big key towards winning some playoff games.
0: Huge key, man. And I don't know the fancy stats. I'm trying to look at it right now, but I don't. I don't understand the data so much. But I think it would translate well if we had that in front of us because it may sound a little crazy. It may sound like we're idiots. It may sound like we're being homers when we talk about a guy making almost $5 million only having, what, eight points, nine points this season? But I don't think this team that needs to win games, like they need to win games this season. This season matters. I don't know if they can afford to lose Connor Garland because the box score, and I think a lot of scouts across the league, GMs and whatnot, yeah, maybe I'm taking a shot at their their hockey knowledge or like their hockey wisdom, but the box score matters, okay? The box score matters when it when it comes to giving up value for value. And if you're trading Connor Garland right now, you're not getting the same value in return in a season that matters, okay? Talk to me in the offseason, okay? But this season, the Vancouver Canucks should not trade Connor Garland. And on this Garland note, you don't have it on your notes, do you? Have it on your notes, do you? No, you don't. Pia Suter spotted on the ice today. Wearing a non-contact jersey. Celebrate, baby. Celebrate, baby. I don't think he's playing tomorrow, but he's coming back soon. And when he's coming back, he's going to be inserted in Bluger's spot. It is what it is. Why? Because he's a better offensive player. And at the time of Suter's injury, he was playing really good defensively too. But him being better offensively will bode well for a guy like Connor Garland, who eventually, you talked about his shooting percentage, right? We're talking about his course and whatnot. It's going to give. You know how it's, Working for Niels Hoaglander right now, it's going to work for Connor Garland. There's going to be a stretch where he has 20 points in 24 games. It's the truth. And the Canucks need depth because in April and May, that ish matters, man. And Connor Garland is going to matter a lot. Hey, Casey DeSmith, I don't think it's going to matter a lot in April and May. I don't want to go there, but to get there, we've definitely needed this guy. He's been so, so, so impressive. And yesterday, let's be real. <laughs> The only reason we won the game, based on the you know the shots on goal at the end of the game and whatnot, the only reason we won was because of Casey DeSmith.
1: Yeah, and Rick Talker didn't really want to admit it during the post game. He kind of yeah. talked about, "Oh yeah, we obviously we didn't have the puck much in the first bit, but we kept shots to the outside." <sighs> I mean, I thought there was a lot of high danger chances. Uh natural stature had the high danger chances in the first period at nine nothing. For the <laughs> Minnesota Cup. nine high danger chances for the wild in the first period. I mean, I came out of that first period being like, how the hell is this Canuck team ever going to make noise in the playoffs? Like I, I was in that dark spot, man. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which. But you know, <laughs> it, it, it head and uh, yeah, I, I did pull a, kind of a crazy stat after the game, just going through hockey reference, thinking, you know, there have not been a lot of shutouts by Canuck goal goaltenders. Like even with Markstrom and Demko, uh, they have really, really, really had shutouts. And going back, I found out that Andrews Nielsen was the last Canucks backup to record a shutout, which is kind of wild. He did so on October twenty fourth, twenty seventeen, so against the Minnesota Wild, five days before Casey Desmith even played an NHL game. Desmith is thirty two years old right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. On that note, I, I, I can see, it. I can see it happening, man. And this, this may sound a little. Actually, I don't know if it's going to happen because now, now thinking of it, maybe this team has to. Put uh, Silovs in net next season, you know, as the backup. But man, oh man, that position is so important, man. So important to have a a real backup. And Casey Smith, Casey Dismet, at the age of 32, he knows what he is, and he's pretty good at it. Is one of the better backup goaltenders in all of hockey. Uh, let's end off Trevor's notes on this last note, and it's about Kuzmenko, man. You you know what? I want to say this about Kuzmenko. This may this may confuse you and surprise you, but I would not be Completely shocked if yes, if Kuzmenko is on the first line tomorrow with Patterson and McAv. Hmm.
1: You know I like why that, I say man. that? You
0: know why I say that because you know how we talked about. I guarantee Tockett and Kuzmenko listened to this episode of Locked On Canucks or this series of Locked On Canucks a couple days ago because there was Tockett after the New Jersey Devils game just ripping Kuzmenko, right? Ripping him, metaphorically speaking. Okay, metaphorically speaking. And the writing was on the wall for this guy to be a healthy scratch, but boom. Boom. It's not Kuzmenko, it's Carlson and Kuzmenko's on the fourth line, which I think is not a complete demotion. I think it's actually a pat on the back. Like, yo, you're gonna keep playing. Like, don't worry, you're gonna get out of this. And I I don't know, I just feel as if the Patterson line was kinda boring yesterday and all it would take was one boring game from that top line with Lafferty to kinda switch things up and yeah, when, I, I don't know. Something's telling me that we're going to see Kuzmenko back with Patterson tomorrow.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think that's a, a fairly bold take because I don't think it's very happy with Kuzmenko right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I think that's probably the best way to get yeah. stuff out of Kuzmenko. But I, I do think Tockett wants to make Kuzmenko earn it. Like we've seen it time again, time again with Tauket, Uh wanting guys to prove their worth in the lineup. And uh, there's obviously some moments in the third period, especially last night, that when Kuzmenko, Amon, and DiGiuseppe were on the ice, they were pinned. And yeah, it's it was another game where Kuzmenko, you know, when he have the puck on his stick, didn't look very good. So yeah, I I don't know. I I wouldn't. I, I'm you know lukewarm with that idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I I do I do wonder like you know who might come in line up next like if Kuzmenko keeps floundering. Maybe Carlson stick around. Who's coming up next? I had a quick chat with Faber last night um, about a piece I wrote this week for Daily Hive. You know, seven avengers Canucks who. Um, might be pushing for jobs soon. And we talked a bit about Arshti and, and Atu Ratu, two guys who are thriving down there right now. And I think those two guys in particular, the Canucks want to let them cook down there a bit yeah. um, and not have them be the first guys. Like when they come up, like have them have an extended run. But I think guys, to, a couple guys to watch for are Tristan Nielsen, who has five goals in eight games, uh, but Alex Burrows asking him and Vasily Pod is playing pretty well right Ooh. now. Once he's healthy, I think we could see Pod in return. Um, last guy shouted is, is Jet Wu. Like I had Jet Wu as the only defenseman in my article in terms of you know young Canucks pushing for jobs because Jet Wu playing really well right now. And Faber actually name checked him before uh, I even brought him up. Um, so I think that's interesting. Now Jet Wu I believe is waiver eligible. I think so too. I could be wrong on
0: that. I think you're right. No, I think you're that's right.
1: Like, yeah. So I think that's kind of affecting the decision. But I think that's why we've seen McWard and Hirose over Jet Wu because Jet Wu. He's yeah. more deserving uh, of a, a spot right now. So just some amateur Canucks to keep an eye on if injuries hit or if you know some of the forwards in the bottom six kind of keep struggling.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, what what I just said about Kuzmenko was a delusional thing to say. I know that. But I, just based on him being in the lineup yesterday, maybe Talkett's he wants to be hard on him, but he's lightening up. Just a bit. Just a bit with a fun guy. Kuzmenko's a fun guy. And maybe – well, this is the truth. Not everyone learns the same way, you know? Not everyone learns through the mud. And Kuzmenko's already been through the mud quite a bit with Tocket. Maybe the, uh, the way to fix this is actually having a strong talk with him tomorrow morning and be like, yo, Kuzmenko, this may surprise you, but I'm putting you back with Patterson. Like that type of confidence, mm-hmm. that type of teaching, that type of leading could go a long way. And maybe I'm also putting this out in the universe because, dude, I want that dynamic combination of Patterson and Kuzmenko to be a thing. It matters. It matters. It's just the truth for both of their games. And your Vancouver Canucks are a way better team. A way better team when Kuzmenko is that guy. And we want the return of Andre a la last year to be here in the present moment. Anyways, that was segment two of Locked on Canucks. Uh, Do you have anything to say before we get to the third segment? I got to go, man. Somebody wants to buck out the studio, okay? Uh, You got anything else to say?
1: No. Nope, let, let's get to it uh you know the return of uh the return of kuzmenko how about the return of a winning streak okay let's talk about that in our final segment before we get to the final segment i gotta let you know that this episode is brought to you by jace medical i know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life according to the fda pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if Kyle or one of my homies got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses including UTIs, respiratory infections, Cytositis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to you, 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 or even you. Visit jaysmedical.com and complete your physician physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost, saving that money and saving that health, baby. It's never been more important to be prepared than today, right now. Go to JaceMedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first order.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. We back on Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle that one That right there is Trevor Bags, And man, oh, man, this is the show that gives you the West Coast bias and only the West Coast bias and some... Meaningful conversations between two friends. Have you ever had somebody tell you that you're small?
1: Yeah, lots of times.
0: Damn, see, it's it's like, honestly, this is just for everyone who is a little small down there, okay? Just, just lean into the confidence,
1: man. Whoa, 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 down there. No, I just mean in general, man. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh okay oh oh yeah that's that's what you're talking about yeah that's dude i'm trying, trying to so come on
0: man i'm trying to be honest with the people man i'm a hindu you know we've watched mansters oh, back okay. in the day they revealed the truth it is what it is but it's never stopped me man aka my girlfriend is hot right now bro confidence man
1: one, one, one of my best friends told me that uh she hooked up with this guy who had the smallest you know what she'd ever seen yeah but that guy gave her the go. best orgasm of her life whoa
0: Hey, man, speaking of that, man, the Canucks are going to win tomorrow, man. They're going to win tomorrow. The streak is going to uh, be reborn, and I'm more than in need of that, man, for real. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy that they won yesterday. They did the little things right, right? They played good defensively in the last 40 minutes, blah, blah, blah. But I want a winning streak, and I also want the Vancouver Canucks to beat a really good team. Now, I know the Carolina Hurricanes, they got the worst save percentage in the league, Maybe they're not as great as people expected them to be. Or maybe they're just bored of the regular season, you know? Because in my opinion, they're still a really good team. You get what I'm saying? I want the Canucks to beat the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow and beat them bad.
1: You look at the underlying numbers right now, and the Carolina Hurricanes are still playing Carolina Hurricanes hockey. They're controlling possession. They're getting their chances. The main difference this year is that they cannot get a save for the life of them. Uh, it doesn't matter who they put in the net this season. It seems like everyone has struggled. Uh, Anti Ronta with an 8.6.3 save percentage. Frederick Anderson with an 8.9.4 save percentage. He's out with injury. Frederick Kachikov, the goalie of a future, with an 8.7.3 save percentage. They cannot buy a save right now. Uh, and even Anderson, you know, with an 8.9.4 save percentage, has a 4 1 record. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. the Hurricanes don't need Craig Golden, but they, they need at least. You know, somewhat towards the average of goaltending, and they just haven't gotten it. Uh, getting shellacked by Edmonton the other night, um, and they lose to Calgary as well. So, to be honest, I I, I kind of see a low-scoring game here. I think it probably has to be low-scoring game, but the Canucks could blow it open for sure. But I, I, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes, the way they play, I would be surprised if the Canucks won the shot clock battle. Um, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong on that one. But I think the Canucks win because of their goaltending. I don't think they win because they outplay Carolina. Wow. Uh, and that's not me, me being pessimistic. It's just the way the team has played right now. It's been a long time since we've seen them put together a full sixty minutes. Yeah. But again, go do it. Okay, the Canucks coming into the season, Carolina and Edmonton were the two Cup favorites. And you know what? The Canucks have you know they walloped Edmonton, beat them three games to none. Let's see the same kind of performance against Carolina. Let's see the Canucks absolutely dominate someone who's favored toward the Stanley Cup. That's what would make my weekend. That's what would butter my goddamn bread on Saturday night, Saturday night.
0: Butter Begsy's bread, okay? For real. Butter it. Butter it up. Nice and lathery? I don't know. This episode's kind of (laughs) sexual. Uh, You know what? The Vancouver Canucks, again, you said it there. It's been a while since I've seen them play like a full 60 60 minute game. I think we saw a little bit of that in spurts, like this offensive motor. Kicked up to a new level against the New Jersey Devils. And I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow's a bit of a track meet. And on one end, we have Demko standing on his head because I feel as if he hasn't really stood on his head consistently in a long time. And then on the other end, it's the Canucks sniffing blood. And that's a bad goaltender. And I think we saw that in the third period and parts of the first against New Jersey. Like they were they were going after it because they knew that goaltender sucked. So, again, the Canucks are going to win 6-1 tomorrow, okay? Anyways, my name is Kyle Bound. Ooh. i got to get out of here. Somebody else wants to record a podcast. That's Trevor Bags. I love y'all, man. Go Canucks, go. Size does not matter. Confidence over everything. Shout out to Niels Hoaglander and Connor Garland. Beggsy, quickly sign us out.
1: You know, I only got three loves in life. They're my family. It's my co-host, Kyle Bowen. And it's you listening to Locked On Canucks. Thanks for joining us again. It's Locked On Canucks, your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We should have the short game shows coming out on Saturday after the Carolina Hurricanes game. And we got you covered next week for everything Vancouver Canucks, including our Go to the Week weekend recap preview games throughout the weekend, trade rumors, all that good stuff, and of course, the long list are being inducted to the Ring of Honor next week, so a little Lou talk coming up, coming up next week on Lockdown On. Also, Canuck Clay joining the program at some point Ooh. next week. Lots of fun stuff happening on the network. Make sure you stay tuned, stay subscribed, follow us, blah, 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 all the good stuff. we got to get out of here. I'm Trevor Bates, that guy's Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Lockdown On. Get out.